dad is listening to something other than me who is he listening to that is not you brad pitt <laughs> <laughs> just like daddy yato just like daddy yato is that one of the avatar things wind water fire breather spoon yeah i think it's wind water fire breather spoon no it's captain planet you dumbass bonjour elmers it's 13th and Elm, it's Rob, it's Mike Hell, it's Bill, it's the boys in the hood. What's up, we're in the hood? Mm-mm. <laughs> we are in uh, NOLA this week. Yep. <coughs> the dirty, we're in the south. That's we're right. in the dirty. We couldn't afford the French Quarter, we're in no. the Italian Quarter. No. Uh, Bill is Oof. translating for us. Uh, Bill, <laughs> how is your Italian? Oh, malo, malo. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, it's an we improvement, I guess. That is true. <laughs> More accurate. Um, and, you know, we're in New Orleans, and what better film to watch than Interview with the Vampire? Oh, yeah, that was a good pick. Who yeah, picked that? Who picked that? Honestly. Is it the vampire guy? It's our household vampire fan. Oh, you? He's really cute. Yep. He's got yep. a beautiful voice. Oh. Fat ass for his frame. For his frame. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's really likes vampires. It's not vampires gay. really like him, and it's because he's gay. <laughs> it's because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is necessary vamp- vampire viewing, right? I in oh, it's like yes. a vamp movie. Brain, it is. So it's a pretty fucking good. It's a, like I don't know if I feel like it was requisite viewing for the '90s, you know, which we all lived through. So. Oh. This was a we major box office film with a lot of big names, and it was a time where people watched movies in the theater. And this movie, you know, it was on TV a lot too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Despite being like pretty queer. Um, yeah, or, fairly graphic. You know, you know, for for like a major film with a huge cast right. um, of big names. Dude, it made like two hundred and twenty-five against like sixty million. Yeah, I just like saw it, that actually. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy like success. So like, yeah, people definitely saw it at the time or you would talk about it so it was popular yeah Brad definitely Pitt and Tom I've, always, yeah. I've always known what this movie was just apparently not what it was called because I know that this is Brad Pitt and uh, Tom Cruise as vampires what did you think it was called uh, interview with a vampire blew my mind still I'm still Article. wondering if this is some kind of deep fake you guys uh, took my phone and hacked it or you paid someone off to change the name I don't know but we just went back in time and, and edited the script. Oh, shit. What year is it right now? Oh, it, it's right now it's 2023, but we went back in time to change the title. Yeah. What time did you guys go back to? Don't uh, worry about 1993? it. 
that was <laughs> um, but yeah so we'll this movie you were talking about like is it requisite vampire well i think like one of the things this movie gets credited with and more so even the novel which is Anne rice's 1976 mm. novel right. is like this is kind of it leaned in i'm not gonna say it's introduced the concepts because it certainly has always been there but like this is where sexy vamps like sexy yeah. like yeah, yeah this like is like pre-twilight yeah. yeah oh this is way before uh, you know honestly, what i mean dracula is sexy in some versions but yeah. like the the like but yes. like but like and rice's vampires this is like a five novel series yeah, and like, like it's Faye and sexy and eternal and sad chronicles yeah, yeah it's the vampire chronicles and dracula right. he likes to be solo i mean he's got he's you got know, his brides he's got his brides but like this has he's, deep, deep lore he within is, the... Dracula is sexy, but I feel like it's more of an, like, individual, how he carries himself and stuff. He's not, like, you know, acting super seductive yeah. or as sexy on, you know, he's more like the He's honestly so more like Lestat, really, if you're going to compare Dracula to anybody in this film. Yeah. Because um, he's, like, very predatory and, like, sees himself as superior to humans, because mm-hmm. he is. Because he is, yeah. Um but yeah, I, I read some of the Vampire Chronicles, not yeah. all of them, and definitely not in well. order. Um, and um, which you know, par for the course for me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gay uh, and pretty. But it's really pretty. She's a bit long-winded, um, <sighs> but she's also like we're talking about Anne Rice, OG queen, head goth vamp. Like yeah, you know this is. R.I.P. Big tit mama vamp. Dude, she big tit mama <laughs> vamp. Yep. R.I.P. to Anne Rice. But, yeah, this is definitely requisite for a lot of vampire fiends, I would mm. say, right? Yeah. And also, if you were <laughs> questioning your sexuality and were able to get this book at a public library, um, yeah, wow. Open mm. some doors. And some other things. Um, but this film is gorgeous. Uh, the 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 cast is gorgeous. the The sets are gorgeous. The costumes are gorgeous. The music's pretty good too. I mm-hmm. don't think it's particularly memorable, but it's a good score. And they do have some good, um, like contemporary soundtrack music too, yeah. which is always fun with vampire films mm-hmm. because like you can go through the centuries and like Lestat it plays like classical piano and shit. But then there's also like a Guns and Roses cover of the. Uh, Symphony for the Devil, like the Rolling Stones song, which mm-hmm. is like uh, that was a really popular um, little tidbit at the time because it was the last release that Guns N' Roses did with like Slash and Duff McCracken before they like left uh, the no. band. That was like their last single together, and then they all broke up or whatever. Um, I don't know. So this movie had like it just was. It's such a little time stamp too, and it was pretty well received as an adaptation even though there are differences from the the books i won't really point them out because i can't recall them and we're talking about the movie i i don't even remember last time i read the book um i read interview and i read mimnock and i read armand and um maybe lestat yeah i read like interview and parts of armand um and what is it like 16 books or something like there's like a lot yeah, it goes on for quite, quite a, bit. a bit. I did not know there was that many, and I they're, haven't read they any. They are called <laughs> the Chronicles for a reason. There's a lot of them. Yeah, but there um, was like five of like the the core before this movie came out, I think. Um, and but they came. They, she wrote them her whole life. I think she started in like the late seventies. Yeah, like writing them and published them through the eighties and and maybe the early nineties. Um, but uh, the premise of the film is the title. It is an interview 
with the vampire. And it's um, a, a, a journalist played by Christian Slater. Sexy. And who is very <laughs> sexy in this. Uh, and you get, and it's it's a framing device. You don't really see a lot of him after the first 15 minutes or so. Right. They do occasionally go back to the, um, you know, bedroom in 1994 where this is re- being recorded. But um, Christian Slater is kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, you're a vampire. Sure, why don't you tell me about that? And he's like recording on uh, audio tape. And then Brad Pitt, who's played, who playing uh, Louis uh, de Pointe du Lac, um, uh, does some supernatural movements and freaks him the hell out and then starts to believe as Louis begins to recount his tale. And um, should we start at the beginning? Or should we start in my dark transformation? <laughs> my transfiguration. Maybe I'm we can doing Antonio Banderas. <laughs> we can start wherever you want. I just wanna That's from the movie. Um I just wanna throw in here that um this is a first time viewing for me. I've always been familiar with this movie and like the cover and like I said, not that one letter in the title, but whatever. Um Word. and the <laughs> the looks they look crazy they do and like as soon as they come on screen like it like i laughed out loud and oh really i can i did yeah and it wasn't like a like a long lasting thing especially with brad pitt i was like okay but tom cruise's hair just well it's was like doing it for he me he just looks so different from how you because see him. forever yeah. he's been something different, but this is like even yeah, like pre really Mission Impossible in Jerry Maguire and all of his risky you know, business. Yeah. It's just like uh, risky business was before this, and so was Top Gun. So you know what I mean. But like, it, it had me really wishing that I had seen this younger because I know it wouldn't have been that same thing. But it's like it's hard not to have that reaction when a you don't really know what's coming, and b it's like you feel like I feel <laughs> like I know those guys so. Well, because well. like all these movies now that you mentioned that to see them doing this, it was like holy they, shit! Because like, he does look yeah. like a fucking vampire. He looks, yeah. <laughs> he's undead, and he's young. You he's very young. You said that you know? too. Yeah. Like, he looks dead, right? Like, yeah. like I he know we dead. should know, but like, why doesn't well, everybody else know? So you know how they got that effect? They had the actors, the actors played vampires, like hang upside down for twenty or thirty minutes before doing makeup. Oh, to get their face pale. Well, so that all the blood would rush to their faces, oh. and then the veins would bulge, and then the makeup artist would outline the veins to then complete the look. That's um, really smart, actually. So it took a couple hours. Like Tom Cruise, I think it was like two to three hours every uh, shoot to of get hanging? into. Uh, no, not hanging. That would you'd pass out um, <laughs> to get into makeup. And hated it, and and Brad Pitt also hated the filming and tried to get out of it and found out it was going to cost him like forty million dollars, so he just toughed it out. But when Tom Cruise was picked for that role, Anne Rice like washed her hands of the entire project, thought it was going to be complete dog shit. Didn't even go to the premiere, didn't see the film until one of the producers sent her a VHS copy like two years later. She loved it, wrote an apology to Tom Cruise, and then recorded like a two-minute, like a recording of her apologies and like praising the film and says like uh, the, the best adaptation she could have hoped for. Wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah, fucking that is, wild. That's great background info. And I'm also like, I mean, Brad Pitt wasn't horrible, but hearing that it's like, yeah, Tom seemed way more into his role mm-hmm. than Brad. I mean, I guess it did. I mean, obviously not help, but Brad, Pitt played a much more softer, uh, sympathetic character. So I guess that that 
works on his side too. But that is honestly why Lestat is so entranced with Louis is because he is a bleeding heart and he's, you know, he he's feels sweet, and emotional and, and yeah, and he's gorgeous. Um, yes. But uh, uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, I, I I totally get like not having seen this when you were younger and then having. Your he entire come life because when he like comes on screen too, he comes in like yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like ha, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like oh, he really does like, like a whoa. <laughs> and it's I like eighteen twenty New Orleans, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he's got crazy platinum blonde hair oh, and curls. Curl, yeah. The curls are really what did it. Um, but yeah, also the setting and the, the, and the accents fangs. and the, the fangs, dude. Yeah, and, and he's got and they all have sharp teeth. The accents yeah. and the dialogue and stuff just it was nuts like, for a while. You obviously the audience needs to know their vampires, and this is early before like the vampire craze, Twilight, like all that stuff. You know, later years later, yeah, but this like sparked all, all of that. that. Like and, when like, this movie got came out, into this is how I found yeah. out about the books mm-hmm. was seeing this film. Because this, me too. Um, this movie is fucking sexy, even if you're not gay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. But like, even with Tom Cruise looking. Crazy. Silly, like the parts where he's like seducing women, oh. and like how he bites her neck. I'm like, oh Yo, my and he's got god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got his little fucking pointed his thimble. thumb thimble thing. Yeah, I'm like, do we need to fucking like pause this shit and take a, a break? Rub or something? one out, you know, dude. This is a sexy ass movie, and I remember just being like, uh, I don't know, like a cinephile kid in high school or whatever, and I was into like just different directors and actors and all this shit. And I was into Brad Pitt fucking fight club. was like my shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was going down all this and I was excited for like, um, what year was fight club? 97, 97, four years, three years after this. Three years later. Mm-hmm. And he did like legends of the fall in like 91, which is or 92 or somewhere in there. It was like a pretty fucking good movie. Have you at seven is great. California. Like, Oh no, dude. Th- yeah. D- dope ass movies. But anyway, <laughs> got to interview and this one was like stood out for me so this is one that you said you saw for the first time bill this movie is one of the movies i've seen most in my lifetime no doubt like really? i've seen this movie north of 30 times yeah wow. that which is wild because that's you so seen many more many? times than me have you seen it more than 10 double no, digits no, no 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 i think i probably like maybe five or six when's the last time i mean Besides a couple days time. ago <laughs> uh years yeah. yeah, I probably hadn't seen this in like twelve or fifteen years. I would say, but wow. like, so you hit it hard for a while, dude. There was a time when I, I don't know, I lived like in the fucking country, and it's like you only do so much shit on the internet. It's like watch a lot of movies, a lot. So like, false. I own this was one of the ones I owned. I had a fat little collection, and you know, watch a movie every day or something. But you had to physically own media back then. Yes, yeah. and I yeah. didn't like wasn't streaming shit and like everything on TV. I thought was garbage. I was like really pumped to be like 14, 15 years old and have curated like a hundred DVDs of whatever you know, ranging from like anime and like <laughs> MMA fight compilations and documentaries and live shows from my favorite bands, and then you know. Tarantino, Scorsese, and somehow Interview made it in there, and it was, you know, all of that core shit, you know, I've probably seen Pulp Fiction 30 times, I've probably seen Interview and a handful of other movies just more than I should ever watch or would ever watch movies. I don't consume media the same way I used to, I guess. And I still consume media in an insane way. It's just different. Yeah, lots of different shit. Not I go broader, not deeper. But yeah. like, um, story of my life, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
one more thing. Uh, Anne Rice did not think this film would ever be adapted, or did not think the book would be adapted to a film because they could be portrayed or seen as homosexuals, mm-hmm. both Lestat and Louis. And so when it was first getting like pr- like a production, like money was being put into it, uh, she wrote Louis as a woman and mm-hmm. had in mind Cher to play Louis. Really? Yeah. And and Cher even wrote a song that, that didn't get put into the film and then was like released later on one of her albums in like 2013 or something. That's insane. It's wild. There's a lot of fun facts about this movie because I'm sure we'll, somebody was going to get to it, but I'll ju- go ahead and jump in. You know, Christian Slater is in the movie. Yes, and he... Uh-huh. And he's a, a relate replacement for uh, River, Phoenix. River Phoenix who died in that... He oh, died that during the production. Oh, the yeah. accident? Or yeah. So he um, was... Uh, had to be recast and then they redid it, um, the parts. Sad. And in the book, this is another like tidbit about Christian Slager's character. I guess I don't know what's his name. His name is like Daniel Malloy, and he's yes. never named in the book. Yeah, they just call him like the boy. The boy. Yeah. Um, and I think Slater also donated his um, entire profits, salary. Yeah, to, whole, to uh, River Phoenix's family or to charity or something. Chari- yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, really sad. But uh, let's get to this movie. Holy shit. I mean, Bill, I know you. some of the uh, initial viewing of Tom Cruise <laughs> is a little wild <laughs> and uh, comical, but um, not a rating, but like, what's your f- what were your first impressions of this Like, when you were like in it, when you were watching it? Um, I mean, I was... <laughs> I mean, I was immediately, like, grabbed into the story. And like I said, I've heard a lot about this, and I know both of you like it, so I knew this wasn't going to be, like, a bad film. It did start off a little silly, and I didn't even know that it was literally an interview. So I was like, oh, I was like, he's actually going to get interviewed. Um, So, but, I mean, that wore off, like I said, that wore off, like, relatively quickly. I did feel like it was starting to slow down, even in the beginning um and i mean this is a personal thing but i just kind of struggle to really attach to any of the main characters that were presented to me at the beginning i didn't really care. like or dislike or care about any of or them like know how while. you were supposed to even uh-huh. like it's, i feel like it's kind of vague yeah um but honestly that momentum completely shifted when Kirsten Dunst was on camera. Honestly, I thought she was fantastic. Dude, she's the, she's the, she's the best in the film. Honestly, um, she, when she oh, when she finds out when she comes into the film, the way she's brought in is is great. Just so we know how they like go. I mean, like he said, he's a sweet um, Louis, is a sweet man, and he is really hungry, but he doesn't want to kill, and he like goes for this kid and bites her, but doesn't kill her, and then. Um, Fuck Lestat ends up turning her kind of as like a punishment, I it's think. A, it's I a don't way know. to keep Louis around. Oh, yeah. 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 Because um, he's constantly like, you're going to eat rats, Louis? Yeah. And they like refer, immediately start referring t- um, to her as like their daughter. So, so there's a, almost like an immediate like partnership formed between them is like, well, this is our daughter. Right. And I know this is like a lot of time jumping too. Yes. Which was like a slightly confusing. I mean, I was, this, you know, I was high. Duh. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I'm not sh- entirely sure how much time is jumping. But back to Kirsten Dunn, she was fucking awesome. Her character was great. I thought she played it so well. I loved how cute and innocent she was. And her relationship with Louie finally made me like start to like Louie as a character because it, I don't know, it was like a thing that he got to yeah. act and 
be with Morney, hated Lissette for a long time, whatever. You're invested in the characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and she's also like such a fucking badass, like doesn't give a fuck. Like and there's some, she's a child. There's oh, some dude, funny this. parts, like some intentional humor of her having like piano lessons and mm-hmm. the guy just falls yeah. over and, and Lestat, like yeah. and Lestat like like treating it like she knocked over a glass of milk, you well, know, like who's gonna finish her dress now? Uh, yeah, so um Yeah, he is Lestat is pretty funny and like I slaps think, her uh, hand. Yeah. No yeah, the yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> he's like um yeah, he plays like this the disciplinarian like in such a funny way and he also wants to like groom her into being him yeah i mean yeah there's also like dark undertones so like like you said it is kind of like a punishment a way to keep louie around like and all this stuff and i mean i don't want to jump around too much but i'm saying like this movie really picked up and and got really fun for me when uh claudia was introduced and when her character is taken away, I feel like is when it started to slow down again. Uh, that's Dude. true. I mean, you definitely have like a peak in action. Just yeah, like I a, mean, I film, wasn't. But I wasn't. You know, like sighing. You know, checking every three minutes how much um, time was left. But it was just she was probably she's, she's my favorite dude. character, she's and the she's the best part of the film. And I think she could have been in it for way longer, and it they could have achieved the same thing. And uh, and it would have kept my more of my interest for longer. I, I hear that. I enjoyed this film overall. I don't know if it sounds like I'm shitting uh, on it or not. No, but I d- no. I've heard you shit on films. You're not <laughs> doing that right now. Um, Kirsten Dunst, if you're bitch. listening, yeah. you honestly. Come on, we know you're listening, Kirsten. We know you're listening. I, I said this well out loud when I was watching. I was like, both of them. <clears throat> she is the star of this fucking yes. show. She and is the she is giving the best performance in a stacked cast, dude. And the and best she's performance 12. she's ever given. She's amazing. Oh, her be- yeah, Kirsten Dunst's best performance <clears throat> hands down period. And it's, also it made me yeah. think wow, this had to be an influence for the younger sister in Only Lovers. I was like it's almost like the same character like a cute younger vampire that kills a lot uncontrollably and is like a rift in their relationship right mm-hmm. yeah i mean and, and is like i mean it's different but like old, old enough because she's a vampire to know better but won't change or can't change yeah, yeah. right because i feel like there she's kind of treated like a child and only oh it's a big point of the w- film you know well, so yeah. she wants to be a woman, a woman and like you did this to oh, me yeah and like i'll never be that so i'll always be a yeah, child she's pissed and that rage, like, like when she figures that out and starts, oh, yeah, uh, totally dude, and there's good gore in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there, I can't remember exactly what the first moment, but it was definitely like a, whoa, like there, like, there we go. Cause there's like some <laughs> yeah. neck bites and like, there was one, it was like, I mean, it was they, hot. They have was, like, like some the woman in the bar swapping when, or something, but it looked goofy. You know, when Louis's house still exists and stuff, um, but that's like not really gore. I'm trying to think like the first. There's like, like a solid decap. I don't remember if that was like the first thing. Well, there's a lot of decaps in the uh, at the at end, end with the. Uh, well, there's also the like when the vampire or whatever. Also though, and there's the um, like there's they slit Lestat's throat though. Yeah. Like oh, he's bleeding. Yeah, out. Like that is good. That's really good, but that's not the first. Um, I I don't know, man. There's some good early stuff with like a rat. Where it wasn't, it's Squeezing not like over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Wine glass. yeah, that's early on. Um, but there, yeah, I don't know. There's. I feel like there was something I just can't remember. You know what? There was a fucking lot 
of fire, real oh, fire. Dude, they were, were burning. I mean, uh, yes, everything. but holy shit. And that guy was on fire for a long time. Oh my time. god. That was that was a long time. It was a long time on fire. I was Wait, like, why can't I remember the guy on fire? When, when they burn his house, when they burn Louis' house down, it was just oh, it was, with all the family. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like were a big character. It was just somebody yeah, on the, fire, and it was a stuntman. Yes, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, that's real fire. That's a long shot. And like, that's he's in the middle of an open ballroom. Like, there's n- nobody's near him. Like, the. It's okay. also like everything's made of wood and there's like curtains everywhere. And that shot, you know, it has, you know, th- seconds ahead of it and behind it that are edited out. Plus all the time it takes to get out of there and to get safe. It's like, that's I an mean, amazing that stunt. That stunt hurt. <laughs> dude, no, this, oh, fuck, dude. The stunts and the costumes in this film are really, really good. And the makeup is really, really good. I will say one thing. Claudia's transformation when her hair oh, curls her hair up, curls and, up and, and then she when goes it grows things, back. That's that great. shit's so cool. Oh yeah, I when she gets really mad and cuts her hair. And who? Which one of you did it? Who did it? I called that. I was when she cut her hair. I was like, "What if that shit just fucking grew back?" Exactly. Like kind of as a joke, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit, it did." And I was like, "That's kind of cool." Uh, one of the there is a. It's not poorly done, but it's just it's kind of funny how it happens, and also Tom Cruise is laughing during it when Louis first gets pissed at him when they kill like the old lady with the poodles, and they're like. Fighting and oh, he's the like, crudo oh. gore is and pretty solid. And and that's yeah. not the like first big one, like when they killed the dogs. Yeah. Sorry, I keep talking over that's you, but like, go ahead. You do it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, when they when he's like fighting with Lestat and he's like throwing him into a tree and he's clearly on a wire and like going back and forth and back and <laughs> forth. It's just it's a little comical. It, there, yeah, it's not poorly done. There is some Tom Cruise laughs that were just kind of off-putting. There's also like a couple scenes where Brad Pitt is just Brad Pitt. Yes, you know, and I did say that. I, did, like, oh, Brad. I was like, that was a lot of Brad Pitt came out of <laughs> there, and it's because he does a pretty. He didn't want to be but there, yeah. but he's got like long hair and a ponytail, and he's yeah. pale. And he's got colored contacts, clean shaven and young. Yeah, yeah. His hair looked natural. Yeah, Tom Cruise's didn't. No, me. there's there's <laughs> a point where Tom Cruise is like laying down, and you can see the where the extensions are like. Where, where it meets as I could, anyway. Yeah, um, you, you said it, and I was like, oh, shit. I never noticed that. That was good. Good um, eye. But, yeah, shout out to, like, the relatively graphic domestic animal violence in um, a mainstream movie, you know? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a website called Does the Dog Die for People to Avoid Shit Like This, and, yeah, there's, like, yeah, brutally killed some poodles. And the rat. And then, and you know, rats. there's horses and the, like, bar- mm-hmm. the fires and shit. Yeah. But I mean, Louis is the only character that shows any, you know, sympathy or resent when it yeah. comes to killing. So, uh, Antonio a little bit in the end, but morally for his own <sighs> vampires. God, he but looked fucking insane. His hair was crazy. Too. He's sexy <laughs> as fuck. I don't know, man. I I love him in He's this. Great. What is I mean, uh, Armand? Armand, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I liked him, but it, that was another like the, the first scene when when he's on screen, I laughed. I was like, hey, my God, his hair was so goddamn it's long, and he's so He's pale. wearing, like, long robes, flowing robes. Yeah, I mean, he's he played it well. He's a sexy man. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just like just a one in, another one of those where I knew he was in the movie, but I didn't know what he looked like in it. <laughs> or when he was he coming like in, Antonio he comes in. <laughs> I, yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, I was also waiting. I was like, where the fuck? I was like, Antonio Banderas is in this, right? Like, I'm like not he's on the top. <laughs> like, he's he's on show the cover. Up. Like, um, yeah, I mean, that was, what, 90 minutes in? 
Yeah, it, yeah probably. Close to it? Close to it. Um, yeah, what does he say? He's got like a really good quote about just vampires in general. Um, Armand, fuck. Says something like, the world changes, we do not. This is the irony that finally kills us. It's so sexy. It's so... That was a pretty so good impression. Smart. It was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but this is the first of the books in the Vampire Chronicles. Yeah, and also Anne Rice's debut. Novel. Debut, yeah. yeah. And and not only because of that, but because of it's an interview. Like, there's a lot of setup. You have to get a lot of backstory on Louis and Lestat mm-hmm. because that's she's telling a massive story that spans multiple novels. Um, but after they kind of get to, like, the past... Um, Louis begins to recount like how his before you even like s- like when he's like riding up to his fucking plantation where he has a lot of slaves. Yeah, because um, it's New Orleans. Those. Yeah, uh, and it's America, man. Yeah. Um, his wife and daughter died and were barely buried a year, and he is misanthropic, suicidal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like playing cards drunk in a bar and a guy accuses him of cheating so he just opens his shirt and is like yeah, do it do it you lack conviction sir yeah um and uh lestat sees this and is like oh cute boy doesn't want to live mm, get my teeth in that yeah and he does <laughs> he does and it's so hot <coughs> fucking biting his neck and then going up to the top of that fucking crow's nest and then dropping him into the river. Yeah, that was an insane, like, wire stunt, too, where he just keeps going up and up and and up. And Brad Pitt is having well, not Brad Pitt, Louis is having an orgasm while he's getting his neck bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This there's, like, multiple bites. All of them are orgasmic. Uh, Because I kind of remember (laughs) being, like, what? I was, like, there's, like, a recipe to make a vampire almost. It's like, okay, one bite, and then you got to drop, and then two more bites, and then one night's sleep, y- and then boom, you're a vampire. You have to you have to mix your blood. Yeah. You have to, that's that's how you turn. And in a lot of vampire movies, but spe- specifically in- Interview and other Anne Rice stuff, um, your blood is mixed. Yeah. I guess I'm, d- I'm like, kind of used to, like, boom, bite, you're a vampire now. Like a zombie. Um, yeah. That's how it's, like, presented in so many other films that, yeah, there was kind of some hum- some unintentional humor there for my dumbass that, you know, is able to watch that and be like, oh, it takes three bites to make a vampire in this one. Like, Gotta get that dark gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you warm them up first. Um, but yeah, and then, and then Louis is kind of left to his own and he's, you know, sleeping through the day and is out of sorts and... Um, Eating rats in the sewers. Wake, well, no, no. He wakes up in his bed, and the stat is there. Oh, you're and he's here, like, yeah. "Who the hell are you? You know, who are you? What are you doing?" And um, gets the lowdown, and it's turned, and they start living their life. He finds out wh- exactly what happened to him, and he is disgusted and refuses to kill. And the uh, stat is kind of somewhere between annoyed and amused, yeah, and trying to like teach his. Boy toy, like how to how to live, yeah. How I mean, to unlive. I mean, he's not really like in a rush, right? Which you got all time, you which, got all the time. Which he like kind of like plays well because it would be kind of I don't know. I, you know, you are alive for that long. You're gonna be patient. So like the fact that he doesn't that like you said, it's kind of like 
touring, laughing at him. Now he's too scared. Knows that he's gonna come around. Yeah, sure. Maybe it will take fucking fifty years. What's it to him? Yeah, what's it to me? You know. They say at one point there's a quote. It's like the you know the years go by like days or you know something. Yeah, like days would pass. uh, You know, or like when when we were happy because he's talking about like when they were bloody and all that. But um, he does say. I think Luis at one point says something like, "So it is possible to live without taking a life." And Lestat's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't call that living." Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Do it for a week and let me know. Yeah, and that's Mm kind of funny because, (laughs) I, I mean, it just all makes sense, right? You're like fuck, and then like that's uh, we'll get to it. But I love one of the final things in the movie. One of the final lines that Lestat says is like, oh, "Louis, Louis, always whining, Louis." You know what I mean? And it's comedic, but it's also it's like, yeah, dude, just shut up. Like you're not living, you know. And that's the whole thing that this movie grapples with, and it's the vampire experience or whatever and it's just so sad this I movie mean, is armand straight up tells louis that there aren't many vampires because they kill themselves because they can't suffer through eternity they yeah. can't stand themselves after so many centuries yeah um which is why he's like created the you know the theater de vampire whatever it's called um <sighs> i don't think it's called that what is it called it is called that oh it is called theater de vampire which is great because it's vampires pretend to be humans pretend to be vampires Okay, good to get clarification on that. Oh, did I was you not? Slightly can- the uh, first yeah. time, I was like, I was like, it's definitely like, okay, wait, what the fuck, it, like, is this? And there was like, okay, it's either this or this or this. And that was one, one of, of them. them. One of them. Um, but for, for me, and first time viewing, and, and yeah, the state I was in, it was a little confusing. I was like, shit i was like are the actors vampires is the audience vampires are they both is that girl like getting killed a vampire like <laughs> it, i i totally makes sense now i totally feel for you man because again like we've seen this film multiple times each some one of us quite a few and uh read the source material once upon a time and yeah that's also no idea you know so familiar. this is more of like a, oh i've consumed so much more film i'm older i've had more life experience i'm like watching this with new eyes mm-hmm. but it's still very familiar with the, the, the scenes, the dialogue, the, everything. Yeah. This was like a first time viewing in a lot of ways because like I said, I haven't seen it in probably like 15 years. So like just being a different, like I just thought it, Brad Pitt and um, fucking Tom Cruise w- in, a, in a movie was like, you know, an intriguing, huge top billing. Yeah. Uh, I thought Brad Pitt did a pretty good job. Tom Cruise did a great job. I liked Antonio Banderas in the movie and I didn't even really... I don't think it sunk into like me how good Kirsten Dunst was when I was watching it, just because I was a kid. So you know, I didn't. Well, and you're paying attention to Brad and Tom, like. Well, yes, a lot of that, but also I think that's like I think as I've gotten older, I tend to like say child child actors are either great or not. But I mean, that's the same with most actors right so i don't know why we draw the distinction is we kind of set them up to fail with their our expectations a lot of time and so when they outperform it's like amazing you know um but i don't know it was really graphic and cool shit and a long stupid movie that my friends didn't want to watch or actually a lot of them did but you know <laughs> what i mean and it's like, like oh I like bro come on there's a good amount of nudity in this. There's some street fighting. Mm-hmm. There's some guns. There's some horses, fires. Fire. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of everything. Um, there's a lot of uh, loca- oh, yeah. locations. 
You yeah. know, they're, they're in New Orleans, they're in Paris. Uh, I think they go to one other American city as well. I can't recall. And they're in, like, and I, they're in New Orleans modern time as well. Um, right. Not just like 18, what a blah, blah, blah. Oh, and they're in San, and the whole thing's taking place in San, San Francisco. Francisco like that's right. Like yeah. right. interview. That's, yeah, it's not, in, it's not New Orleans, it's San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you, you're, you know, watching or hearing Louis recount like his transformation and his budding relationship and, and everything that comes with it with Lestat and uh, trying to fight what he is. And then while he's starting to, I don't know, accept and, you know, realize that he does have to kill is when they come, aclo- come across Claudia, who is an orphan daughter in a derelict, dirty, unlit house crying. And she's holding on to the, like, diseased, bubonic, puzzled plague hand of her dead mother rotting in a rocking chair. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's a great way to introduce her mm-hmm. and Louis can't leave her there no he should I mean what's he gonna do I it's hard to say well, you should kill a child but like you know eat her or whatever position. but like he's going in for that but like then he can't kill her like he has he can't follow through started something that he can't finish and then that's when the stats coming in and doing what we had kind of touched on earlier and um yeah, that was a hell of a way to introduce a child, uh, uh, like in any, you know, type of media. But this performance was great, as we've touched on. And I love Claudia, like, right away from the first time you watch it. But this time she really stood out to me a little bit more. Yeah, and then um, it's not quite a montage, but in so many ways they do fast forward through about 30 years of them living as husband and husband with their daughter Claudia who does not age um, and her mind continues you know to develop and so she there's like they like kind of fast forward a bit and they've moved around and they're eating whole families and stuff <laughs> like there's like a couple like mentions of that like Claudia and Tom not Claudia and Tom Claudia and Lestat <laughs> would like ruin whole families and like I don't know they, they move all over kind of like the the Gulf and you know and Louisiana and then end up um uh, living in like a nice home and that's when Claudia kind of sees like a beautiful woman bathing through a window and is like well, I want to be her when will I be like her and Lestat's like <laughs> oh yeah. no you're never going to be that yeah kind of looks at Louie and like Louis. tell her like yeah. tell her and she flips she loses her shit. She loses her shit. It's amazing. It's an amazing performance. But mm-hmm. this is when it starts. That's when that, like, seed is, is planted of like. Claudia and Lestat are now at odds, and Lestat yeah. knows it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he gets to he begins to know it more and more and more. And she always kind of has a thing for Louis. Like she climbs into his coffin when she's. When she wakes up in the middle of the day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. she's like skirting past like the shafts of light coming yeah, through yeah, the window. So cool. It's really, it's scene. a good scene. Yeah. Um, he like just lets her in and, yeah. Yeah. and the coffin closes the, And the coffin's double wide so she can get in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're very um, cute together. Th- I will say that is another thing that we didn't speak on, but um, Louis does say like when he's doing the interview, like, oh, all that, you know, all that lore from movies is bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's a vulgar piece of shit. Like, he didn't know he was a drunk Irishman. He didn't know yeah. anything what he was talking about. But the two things that are real 
as far as like usual lore is that they have to sleep in a coffin and sunlight will kill mm. them. Yep. Yeah, they don't fuck around with the steaks or the garlic. That's all bullshit. Which I think both of those were actually created for the movie Nosferatu. Really? They're not yeah. from Stoker's Dracula. It's just funny that he'd like make fun of Stoker from, you know, at, or Anne Ricewood. Um, but uh, all this is happening. Claudia is realizing that she's stuck in the body of a 12-year-old for all of eternity. And they will never be able to escape Lestat. And her and Louis need to. So she devises a plan. <laughs> and it's fucking brutal. I don't remember from the book how much Louis is like aware of what is going to transpire and what it, how they adapted that to the film. But um, she tries to like bury the hatchet with Lestat. So she's like, I brought you a present. And he's playing, you know, piano all like pissy. So good. <laughs> I love that scene. And uh, she's like, oh, I, when I saw them, I knew they were for you. And it's like two seven-year-old twin boys that are like blonde curls and like asleep on the couch. And he's like, oh, yeah, about to eat, about to chow down. Uh-huh. And uh, bites in, starts drinking, and then immediately he's like spitting it up. And it's like, what did you do? Um, she's giving them laudanum, which keeps their blood warm, but they're dead. And you don't drink dead blood. Uh, Which is that usual vampire lore, or I don't know about usual, but it's not it's not unheard of. Like at least for me, it's definitely it's an Anne Rice very more common since Anne Rice wrote fifteen books, and you know there's been movies and shit. But yeah, it exists like in that other makes places. Sense, and I was trying to think of another vampire movie that we've done together, and we've done a lot that had. Uh, there's a handful that, that we've possibly. done with that. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and as many of that are vampires stealing blood bags from a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Because um, it's got it's got to be like fresh. From the tap. Yeah. Yeah. S- straight from the spigot. From the spig. But yeah, dead blood, poison. And, uh, and so he starts sh- like bleeding, like throwing up blood, right? And she like takes him by his fucking head and stands behind him and slits his throat pretty brutally on screen with buckets of blood in yeah, this. It's a, a good throat slit. It's none of that like kneel down, like do it in front bullshit. Like you said, she's behind him, like grabs him by his sexy curls, fucking pulls his head back. like he's a fucking pig and just... And it's quick. Like yeah. you don't, you're yeah. like oh shit! And like before she you can even say that, it's all. just buckets. And the coolest scene is when he's crawling around. He's like oh, yeah. slipping it. out. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and like... <sighs> Every time he's talking, it's just, dude, it's brutal. And then Claudia's like, Louis, pick me up off the floor. I don't want his blood on my shoes. Yeah, then there's a cute moment. Yeah, where literally she's like, yeah. Then they take him out to the fucking swamp and, like, dump his body. And you see, like, a (laughs) crocodile or an alligator, like, lumbering off the (laughs) bank to, like, eat him. And then they fuck off. They, like, get on a steamboat. They eat everybody on the steamboat. And then they They get to another another city. Um, And uh, they're happy. You know, they finally did it, or did they? Or did they? Have this for first time view it. <laughs> this was great because it was like, wow, that was really brutal. There's no way that he survives that, but I also know he's not dead. I was like, Tom Cruise is not his character is not dead. I was yeah. like, I don't understand how he's alive, but he's alive, <laughs> and like, sure enough, he's back and has a great line about 
eating, eating, the, the, alliga- crackator, eating yeah. the alligator that um yeah yeah he's like that you just talked about how we uh, you know as the audience you think oh he's toast and he's playing piano yeah and it's okay. a little yeah. soliloquy of and, and he, he looks crazy here yeah. great he looks makeup great yeah yeah he i kind of wish he looked like this like the whole time <laughs> more undead yeah, yeah. Like he looks great and stuff he looked great after Snakes, his first death <laughs> toads yeah yeah he does deliver those lines and all really the, well. the he says all the wild wonders the Mississippi <laughs> of the Mississippi yeah. yeah yeah he is funny he's snarky. yeah uh and how does that scene play out exactly um <laughs> yeah he comes back how does he reintroduce himself I'm uh, trying to rem- I feel like they I want to say they just like return home to uh, wherever home is at that time and he's re- just there. Lestat returns on the night of their departure, having survived on the blow. Swamp creatures attacks them, but Louis sets him on fire. That's when <laughs> so they, that's when he gets burned, and that's when they leave on the ship um, to Paris, right? Correct. And at this point, you're kind of like, uh, yeah, the dead blood poison in the throat slash, uh, you know, alligator swamp dump didn't do it. Is the fire gonna do it? I still, as a first-time viewer, I was like, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> I still think he's going to have more to say, and we, and he does. Yeah, uh, so just kind of aside, like uh, in the lore, like in Anne Rice's books and the Vampire Chronicles, um, the older a vampire is, like the more powerful they are by virtue yeah. of like a, it's like a power dilution thing. And so you are an extremely powerful vampire if you're turned by one that's really, really old. And that's... You see more of it in like Queen of the Damned and and stuff and mm-hmm. the other adaptation, but um, Louis is turned by Armand and Armand is turned by Marius, who's like a Roman vampire. Lestat is turned by Armand. Yeah, Lestat. Sorry, Lestat is turned by Armand and Armand is turned by Marius, and so he's got. And also, vampires have different gifts, like depending on yeah them. So um, some of them do have like pyrokinesis and like fire powers and stuff, but. It, if, unless you're putting that guy in sunlight, it's really hard to kill them. Yeah. Um, and it's the first book in the first movie, so of course he's not dead yet. Yeah. Like the second book in the series is literally called The Vampire What's Lestat. Um, and then the third book is called Queen of the Damned, which was also a film. Oh, yeah, that, that is a movie. That came out the where... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, Leah, and then Does she... Does it have, like, Vin Diesel in it or something? No. Something? What am I thinking of? Uh, Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pitch black pitch black yeah, yeah. Um, Fairy. <laughs> but uh and the tom cruise and brad pitt did not come back for the filming and now i know why because they both fucking hated it but um Aaliyah also passed away during the filming of that really movie. yeah and that okay. came out post-mortem um and what, what how did she die do you know plane crash plane crash oh that's right i remember you told me that um or maybe it was like shortly after the film wrapped up and it was in post. Maybe it wasn't in the filming, but it, w- it was before the release of the film. Um, I don't know. So, and that movie kind of covers list the vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned a little bit. But um, when Louis comes back later in Paris, or and he doesn't come back in Paris, he comes back in uh, San Francisco, right? With yeah, at yeah, the end. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So I think we're getting our house. So, yeah. so he doesn't actually come back at a different city or at the house. It's 
they've dumped him in the swamp and they're getting ready to leave on the ship and he shows up like I don't know it's a couple of days like, yeah, or whatever yeah. but it's like in that it's same yeah, five it's like minutes days or weeks yeah like I said it is kind of the time jumps, jumps and stuff can be kind of but confusing they, at least for me they basically like go to because like Louis never really gets answers from Lestat about vampirism the or origins or the of origins it. are in because yeah. Lestat's like a dick and he w- and Wen wants to keep his toy so mm-hmm. Uh, so Louis and Claudia, like, they go to Europe. They go to the old country, and they travel around the Mediterranean for years looking for more vampires and never don't even hear, like, tales of anybody. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're in Paris, and, you know, I don't know it's close to, like, the, the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> Santiago, is, right? Yeah, Louis is, like, f- being followed by a vampire, and they're wearing, like, their cloaks and the top hats and all that. And they do. It's a really fun scene with like the mirroring stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stephen Ray looks insane right there. Oh, he does. He looks crazy. He also looks like Babadook. I was just going to say he looks like a fucking Babadook. Yeah, that was another part where I was like, "What the?" I was like, well, "Who the fuck is this guy, and why is he doing what he is?" <laughs> doing <laughs> what he, why is sense. he? But uh, I've also seen that in a lot of different things. So I was like, "Oh, I wonder if that was like you know, like the across the street." Like mm-hmm. mirroring of yeah. something, or dancing on a ceiling with your cape being held as if gravity didn't exist. That's a classic <laughs> yeah. vampire dick move. Um, but yeah, and that guy is. I mean, hopefully you're actually. It doesn't matter. Hopefully you're not. Like I fucking hated his character. Like, you're supposed to. I think, yeah, and yeah. so like kudos to him because it was like, it was like a good kind of hate. Yeah, it was like. It was yeah, like God, this guy fucking sucks. He's doing. His job as yeah, an actor, like a, as that character. Yeah, he's kind of like a jester, kind of just. Well, he's like the. He's, he's like a wrestling the, heel. Yeah, he's the toady. He's a heel. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah, he's Ric Flair. Uh, so, yeah, so Ric Flair takes them back <laughs> to the uh, uh, Theater <laughs> de Vampire, and they are introduced to Armand, who's played by Antonio Banderas. Uh, so you finally see Antonio after like you know 90 minutes. Yeah. So late. And um, Oh, but there's plenty of movie left. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> movie left. There's like 35 minutes left. And uh, Antonio, Antonio, and Armand starts kind of like giving him, giving Louis like the information Louis's been looking for and kind of offers a community for him and also informs him that uh, turning somebody so young is expressly forbidden because it's fucked up. Coming from people, coming from people that eat human beings live in front of an audience. Like, yeah, that's fucked. And so is killing another vampire and as is killing another vampire that's another thing that you will be murdered for um but he basically says you know after 400 years i I must be the oldest vampire around because i've never met another one older than me and i don't know what happened to the one that turned me um and uh louis you know refuses and they decide to leave and they don't get very far no because they have a secret that it's a threat to like that knowledge is a threat. If you're not on board, like you're gonna die. Yeah, you're with us, or we're putting you in a coffin for eternity. Yeah, and so they do snatch up Claudia and Louis, and it's pretty fucking cool, honestly. Actually, and we the skipped apart. We skipped apart. So there's a in between that. There's a port part port. There's a port. There's a port where um, uh, Claudia wants like a mother. Basically, yeah. yeah. She wants another. She wants a partner. Oh like, yeah, like, she like, finds like this Lestat woman does. that wants to be a vampire. And the woman has like a necklace with a dead daughter in it that she's 
you know, so it's kind of a kind of looks like Claudia. Yeah, and she's got like bites on her, and she takes the choker necklace off and shows it, and like offers herself to Louis, and Louis's like, "You don't know what you're asking." Louis, we're not gonna do, yeah. And Claudia's like, "Give it to me, make it for me. I want it. You owe me this." As Which a, is so as a petulant child, and also totally valid. Oh, yeah, she's God, like Willy Wonka so child. Good. Yes, she very much is <laughs> like, I want it now. And, <laughs> and this is, um, I mean, if I remember correctly, this is also the part where Brad Pitt, like, acts the most or, like, emotes the most yeah. is, like, the anger he shows towards this woman because he's, you know, reminded of his own resentment of when he was turned and he, you know, picks her up and jumps and, like holds her by the neck to the ceiling and he's like this is what you want like blah 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 and yeah i kind of forgot about all that and then yeah the punishment yeah comes I think which claudia turns her mm-hmm. does claudia end up doing yeah, it claudia mm-hmm. does end up turning her right. and then not soon after that they're basically abducted by the 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 theater company mm-hmm. all the other vampires yeah. and yeah, man, they're way older than you and way stronger than you, and there's like twelve of them. Yeah, good fucking luck. Uh, they, they, they have a system. Your, they, they have a system. Your, and they can read your mind. Yeah, they can read your mind. Uh, they read thoughts. <laughs> that sucks. That fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and they they take uh they take Louis and stuff him in a box for all eternity, which is like a steel fucking coffin with uh, latches yeah. on it, so he can't bust out of it. And he's like put behind and he's like bricked up it is i'm bricked up uh <laughs> it's like uh, uh it's like the uh, um castle Montalado. they 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 yeah they like they, they like brick and literally lay bricks into <laughs> like the catacombs. wall yeah and then they take um uh claudia, claudia and and her fake mom and stuff them in like basically an empty well and then barricade it in and so the s- they can see there's the sunlight coming at them and slowly like it's like watching your death coming towards you i i enjoyed that it's kind of it. they just can't there's nowhere to go that was a fun mm-hmm. way to do a sunlight kill that's like not played out at all and it is pretty brutal and i knew like what was like as soon as i got thrown in and they looked up i was like oh this is awesome this is an endless pit where they're just gonna be in that sun's they're gonna watch like, this that is what that fucking well exists crush. for yeah i was like this is a killing wealth and this is and that's so awesome. cool so yeah cool. I and of course it's like and of course it's like kind of like sorry but it's like i'm taking off my dress and going under it if i'm one of doesn't them. matter doesn't matter doesn't it matter. goes through clothes yeah i just it didn't seem like they tried that hard <laughs> I mean, part of it is that it's. I'm sure they knew it was over. It's I'm already, just yeah, it's already dumb, accepted. But, but great sunlight. And then vampire kill. Then Louis, you know, it, uh, Armand has a second change of heart. Goes and digs out the mortar. You know, frees Louis. Opens the coffin. Louis rushes to find Claudia and and the mom. And Armand's like, "No, don't." And uh, they are turned to ash. And like burnt like how a cinder is burnt and then as soon as he touches them they just cr- like crumble yeah this um, was this was really good um as a first time viewer someone doesn't know the source material at all because as i was saying i was like i was like yeah they just slid his throat and poison him i was like i know he's not gonna die but i was like oh shit i was like but they're gonna kill claudia like like she's right done. here and right now i was like i was like 50 50 i was like they're either done or he's getting out of that coffin and there's going to be a 
hero know, scene. A beautiful hero escape. And I was like, fuck yeah, they died. And it's yeah. instead really sad and, and it's and effective a, rather than like cliche. Yeah. It's done really well. And I Brad Pitt emotes well again for yeah, the second he does. time. <laughs> for the second time in two hours. Yeah. Um, and I, I love vampire and vampire violence. Um, and there's what? And there's like a level. 90% of vampire violence perpetrated by vampires. No. Probably <laughs> because they eat human Definitely beings. Definitely not in this movie. Oh, um, no, like on vampires. Oh, on vampires. Like it's yeah. in their own communities. It is. It is. Oh, it's yeah. a power struggles and, and competing for food and everything um, and keeping your secrets. Um, <laughs> Infrastructure and like, yeah. But it's, I love that and I love that again they've been doing this for so long like they have it they down. have a process they've got it down and no one's ever got out of this before um but louis fucking loses it he does get out of the he does get out of his he does his thing yeah he does and armand kind of Just like not quick enough basically gives him like a pardon more or less and he's allowed to leave yeah he kind of is like doing the whole like I'm going to take this away from you and give you one more shot to act right. Because like this, like she should have never existed. And like, we have an order to things. So fall in line. Like get your shit. And I know you're new here, but this is your only shot. Yeah. And you know, that motherfucker had to swing for the fences. And he did. He called his shot. Like Babe Ruth. This Louie pointed out above the bleachers and said, I have to hit it out of the park because when he finally snaps and like does decide to kill, he goes banana sandwich. It's awesome. It's so much fire and scything. Scything. Oh yeah, the with the scythe. It's got like a handle on it yeah. in the middle of it to really get a good grip on that thing. Mm. To, to cut wheat. Yeah. Yeah. At ankle height. Yeah, at ankle height. Um, yeah. He or you know, across the body from the shoulder to the fucking hip. He like gets a Sick. carriage, uh, like right before daybreak, arrives at the theater of vampire, and this starts pouring kerosene on fucking everything, everything, all their coffins, and then he has the scythe, and then he fucking tips over a lantern. And they Sweet. start burning, and it's like <laughs> busting. They start busting out of their coffins, like screaming on fire, and you just start slicing them in half, decapitating them. Those were long fire scenes on the ceiling. Yes. Where dude, I was, like was hot. trying to figure out how that was done because it definitely looked like a stuntman. Yeah, it did. It, l- it was definitely a stuntman, and that was and another. It was also Brad um, Pitt in that fiery room. Yes, that was also an awesome scene. It's really like good. that was a really, really impressive. Like. Fuck, man, those are hard shots. I know that Brad Pitt sounds like he didn't enjoy this film, wanted to get out of it, didn't have a fun time, and I can imagine that that was really physically demanding, but, like, fuck, man. When it comes to looking at a dude's career, and, like, for me, the way I evaluate things has been so much different over the last couple years, learning more about how films are made, and it's performances like this that honestly I'm like, dude, yeah, he was standing in that fucking room full of, fi- you know, like in costume to be performing and in character is insane. Like it is not a joke. That type of heat is. They're also terrifying. Wearing, they're dude, wearing like fucking frilly wool layers. coats and yeah, long and hair. And flame retardant fucking chemicals all over their yeah. fucking body and makeup. And they're trying to deliver lines and sp- stand and look in certain positions and like do it all combat dude it's so God, that incredibly awful. 
difficult. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And like, sure, I don't know. I'll just meet Joe Black or something. Or he sits in a room and talks. Such and a it's a bad movie. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, you know, I don't know. Whatever drama or something. It's like that's cool, but that is a physically demanding performance. And um, and just like a smart way to take on a bunch of vampires by yourself. Because like you said, it's like, yeah, you have no fucking chance. There's like dozens of them. They're older and stronger than you. And it's like just light them all on fire when they're asleep. And he kind of like played it like whack-a-mole. Like I'm just waiting. He's like, all right, all right. They're focused on on getting out, Mm -hmm. not fighting, you know, not expecting someone to be there ready to chop their fucking head off, which – we talked about it earlier. Um, I did the first decap is great. I don't think I really um, like expected <laughs> it because it is really quick. Like it's the first person to wake up and you know come out of the coffin real fast and just <laughs> just takes it right off. It's um, great. A lot of blood. And yeah. Fire. And fire. And the sound effects and everything and it's chaos. And the we'll music it too. Yes, the music is really good. And then every body is like flying up towards the ceiling and through the yeah. air, and they're crawling around on the walls and they're <laughs> shrieking. It's a catacomb and he's just with like fifty stairs so leading down and into it. And it looks cool as shit. It's all stone and yeah. awesome. It's Paris. Um, it's a cool scene. Everybody dies. Brad Pitt gets out of there. I don't know. if does, They don't show Armand dying. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, and uh, and they kind of start like wrapping it up, right? Because then he says that he came back to the new world after yeah, that. Yeah, I think it cuts back to him with Christian Slater. Daniel Malloy Daniel. wants to be turned. Like he's kind of like yeah, because he wants he believes it. him it's now. It's all he's true. And he's like interrupting him, and he's like, "Oh shit! Like I want to be that. Like I, like you don't have." A Claudia, you don't have a Lestat. You need a companion. I don't have anything to live for myself. And he's like, "You fucking fool! Have you not listened to anything I've told you?" Oh, we skipped a part. What's that? Oh, before um, he has to be turned, the you know Christian Slater, uh, Louis goes Walking back to the, the new world and yeah. yeah, and smells the old stench of death that <laughs> mortals would never, and uh, goes to his old house and uh, and he like sees like a trail of like dead rats all over the stairs and uh and looky there it's old the stat yep he's almost like you came back for me no no Lestat. i have to go now yeah and Lestat's like old and broken and like weak because he's surviving off fucking rodents and he's like scared Demented. by the helicopters and yeah he's the false light yeah yeah he, he thinks he's understand. gonna die yeah yeah it's like one of those things and louis like finally in a position of power tent foot thing and walk is able to walk away and then yeah that's i think where he gets interrupted because it it pretty much is when that led me to you i was going to kill you but now you want to tell my story blah 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 and he's like well change me and he doesn't louis want to like, do that fuck you and gets out of there like quickly like supernaturally yeah mm-hmm. so like, this is uh, not why i told the story he's not wanting to you know or have you listened to anything i've told you, you know? yeah it's supposed to be a sad Horrible. It's a curse story. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Christian, Christian Slater, Slater gets car. freaks the freak out, grabs all his stuff, grabs, grab, gets out of there, and then puts the cassette tape into the cassette player in the car, and then is like, "Oh, it wasn't a dream. That really actually happened." And it's like driving down the San Francisco Bridge, and, and the stat. There, like here he is. Falls in, yeah, like, like just is like suddenly there in the back seat. Yep. Um, 
And he hears Louis' voice. He's, he's like, is that Louis whining, whining? Always whining, Louis. It's so fucking funny because Louis is, is like this. Sa- so Always has the same attitude. When I was watching this film a lot, as I mentioned earlier in my adolescent years, it was on DVD, Divida. Divida. And um, Div- it just had a quick little like post-play pre-title um, like, card sequence introduction from neil jordan the director mm-hmm. and he just introduces it. he's like hi i'm neil jordan i'm the director of this film interview the vampire a movie about the saddest vampires you'll ever meet and it's just like i don't know that always just stuck out to me and it is and louis is just so so sad boy uh quick fun fact my first myspace was uh MySpace slash Louis underscore Lestat 27. What's up, oh, Paul? Wow. Uh, that's cool. Why 27? That's, that's my favorite number. Is it? Uh, it's fucking, I, I don't know. I think I gravitated towards it because, like, sports, like, it, it probably started with Eddie George, the running back mm. for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Shout like a Eddie numerology George. thing? No. Okay. Nine times three. I think it's probably the number he wore on his jersey. Oh, yeah, I believe you. It's your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your life. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the movie ends with like sympathy for the devil, right? Playing in the background. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah Louis or Lestat's gonna like seemingly eat the he boy, ate, and then he's David going to uh, you know get stronger and go find Louis. Doesn't or, he? Yeah. Doesn't he even have like a I feel better already or yeah. like yeah, type of line? Like, oh, I, I back back to my old self. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, you see him start to like color up and yeah like he looks better, better like he also like punches the cassette tape out and like throws it out of the fucking moving car He's yeah like, oh, i've been hearing that for centuries yeah <laughs> um wow Roll what a film. it's a great movie i think so too but we'll, we'll we'll discuss we've discussed for a minute um anything else we missed you guys want to touch on or something that really stuck out to you bill more you than us um no i think we kirsten Dunst uh, was nominated for a golden globe for best supporting actress did she win it? No, I guess no. no I would have sent it. She yeah, won. And then uh, she should have won. They won. T- they were nominated yeah, for best art direction and best original score, but didn't win either of those Oscars. They won some Baftas though, right? They did win a handful. This won a lot of awards, actually, just not those three the really big ones, ones yeah. I guess. But uh, yeah, they won some Baftas. They won some like science fiction, fantasy contribution, oh, a like, ASCAP. Uh, what do you call it? Hugo Award or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of other ones I haven't heard of. But like Poor MTV stuff. Movie Awards, yeah. they won Saturn Awards. Saturn, Yeah, Saturn's the sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Hugo, I think, is for written material. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, Best Dramatic Performance, Neil Jordan. It, well, so it did win a Hugo Award for adaptation of a novel. Of a novel, got it. Um, Take that, Anne Rice. Yeah, she did, to the grave. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that, she won one too. <laughs> she got <laughs> it. <actually gets> it. <laughs> but, cool uh, sexy, funny, well shot, amazingly score or not amazing score, amazingly designed and set and pretty well acted, I feel. Yeah. Across um, the board. Like no one was terrible. No, I mean like you said, I wasn't super surprised when you said Brad Pitt, you know, wasn't super stoked to be in this. I think that definitely showed in his performance a little bit but like we also already said at least the character that he was playing didn't have to be 
you know, super high energy and as witty and dependent on that as Tom Cruise's character was, and he was great at it. Um, so it worked out anyway because he was supposed to be a little bitch and it sounded like he was bitching about being in this movie, so maybe it played to our advantage. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, as a first-time viewing, it, there was some things that um, were new to me um, for such a... For like an old, what it's twenty eight years old, um, for a movie that of this magnitude and of that age, I'm really surprised that so much of it has um, eluded me. Like there wasn't any spoilers for me. I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know how it was going to end. And what, I mean, even like what people said, looked like. Yeah, even what people looked like, and obviously that added for some confusion that I didn't have. Um, any knowledge of that or like the source material like the time jumping made it a little confusing and like I said the when the theater and stuff is first introduced that's a kind of a little bit muddled like who's like, Madeline the woman that like Claudia's yeah, new fake mom or whatever right um, but overall it was a lot of fun and honestly hearing you guys talk about it and, and like the backstory is like I feel like yeah I will um watch this again because like, i feel like i need to and maybe i'll do some research i'm not even gonna say that i'm gonna read it because i have like five Don't. books right now and i haven't fucking touched any of them yet <laughs> you finished but the stand did you finish the stand no i'm like uh, 200 it's, pages in and uh, haven't picked like, it up well in you still got months. 600 more pages to go <laughs> yeah yeah it's long but holy shit i'm you know 14 hour flight maybe bust that bad boy out but um no this was a lot of fun like I said, I still stand by the best part of the movie was the section in the middle with Claudia. Yeah, she really added life um, to this movie and, and you know, helped the characters develop or else I would have continued to not really care about them. Um, the end was good. We got, I mean, we talked about it at length. That scene had some great gore, awesome mm -hmm. fire. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the, it, even though when Claudia died i was like oh now the rest of the movie is not gonna have claudia in and she's the best thing she needed to die in and and um for the story and i'm happy she died in like a badass way like lee said it was pretty fucking brutal um vampire dungeon sun kill completely unsympathetic yeah yeah um yeah i thought there's at least gonna be some touching aspect of it and it was just two helpless people being murdered but um yeah, I'll give this give it a seventy eight. I enjoyed this. Like I said, I'll watch it again because um, I think I'll with this new knowledge that I have during this. I think I would enjoy it more and without the confusion. And I won't be shocked when Tom Cruise appears on the <laughs> screen. <laughs> Blonde curls. <laughs> I'll know what's coming. Um, but yeah, I'm, this has been one of those that it's. I know I need to watch it at some point. Um, and I'm glad I did. So I'm glad you picked it. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll go next, unless you want to. I'll jump in. I like this movie. I got a little bit uh, to say, I guess. Um, I know we've gone on for a while, but yeah, I think that this movie is one that I will see again. Um, I'm pretty excited for the next viewing, and I honestly might reread Interview because it's fun. And I definitely like the story a lot, which makes the film 
a little better in my opinion. It definitely has its flaws. Let's not say that this is a perfect movie. <laughs> I don't think 78 is horribly far off. It's not too much lower than I'm going to give it. But this movie is also undeniably like sentimental to me. Um, and the story and the source material is really, really good. And it sets up for a lot more deep lore. Queen of the Damned is a fucking dog shit movie, but still, like, check I it out. It. It's pretty good. Like, it's fun. It's not it good, this. but it's, yeah. But it's fucking badass. Aaliyah's sexy in it, and vampires in general, and just, I don't know. It's cool that this finally got an adaptation in AMC, and I'm interested in watching that at some point. I hope that they handle it well. They have done some good work um, with some of these bigger budget, um, hour-long dramas, Notably, like, you know, Mad Men and fucking Walking Dead are two of the biggest shows that have come out in the last 20 years. Oh, Breaking Bad. So they know how to do it when they do it right. And um, the, the source material definitely merits an attempt of that. One of the things that this movie suffers from is that it is only two and a half hours long. It's two hours. Two, two hours, three. Two hours, three minutes or whatever. Like, because it could easily be five seasons of, you know, that's the first two books or whatever first three books that just wasn't a thing unless you were Stephen Lynch right David Lynch excuse me it'd be hilarious if Stephen Lynch did a interview with Vampire but um yeah you know it's it's definitely a movie that I enjoy I'm gonna give it an 84 twins yeah uh we we talked ourselves horse about this film um I picked it. Of course, I like it. You heard me talk about it. I. It's got a lot going for it. It's got some amazing lore. It's got a lot of just like formative years of my life. Um, I don't. I don't really know what else to say that we've already haven't touched on. But you need to watch this movie if you like vampires, like at all. Like if you even kind of like vampires, you need to watch this film. Um, but like you were kind of saying as well, Michael, like there are flaws that I, not looking past, but maybe softballing a little bit. And it's, um, Bill, I know you said you weren't like bored or like checking the time on it, but like you, it's a noticeably long film as far as like the viewing experience because there's a yeah. lot to get through and a lot of time jumps and a lot of characters that are introduced like third act. Yeah. Um, but all in all, uh, yeah, 84. That's where I'm going to stand it. And uh, there's a lot of good vampire movies out there that are just better films. And I think we've watched both of those this year as well. Absolutely. Um, if I was going to if I was going to watch an, if I was going to watch one of these vampire movies again right now, it'd probably be Thirst. Only lovers for me. That's another good Probably one. Puppy Thirst. Yeah. <laughs> but Let really the Right One In is another, like, contender really for, like, good. one of the best. Like, all or of those Dracula. movies are better than this movie film. in terms of film. Mm -hmm. And, like, I had, I'm not qualified at all to say this. Like, I'm just one of <laughs> three dudes We've who have a podcast. podcast for four seasons? That, yeah. Fuck we it. are. Right. You know, we're about as qualified as you can get. Realistically, we are. I bite dudes on the neck. That's so <laughs> hot to me. Um, I've seen it happen. Um, I haven't, but I've wanted to. Anyway, this <laughs> film is fucking badass, but there are better vampire films. It's just like, this is almost up there with like Dracula, where it's like, oh, if you're going to get into that, 
Like you well, have to watch and we've this. Watched, and we've watched a lot of these recently, so I feel like we're really down to like nitpicking. Would, would you say we I have mean, our fingers on the pulse? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we watched like, a lot. But like, talk about these like banger vampire movies. Like we have watched a lot of those in the last couple of months. So You're it's welcome. like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. And then like just in general over the last couple of years, you know. Because we watched 30 Days of Night, we, we watched like Fright Night, Nosferatu, Dracula, Argento's Dracula 3D. <laughs> we, I did Nosferatu the Vampire, Sleepwalkers, fucking... It's been a lot of fun, fun vampire movies. Some are good, some are great. But this one you just have to watch. You do. And uh, I think we have another film next week i don't know where we're gonna be at. if we might be staying in new orleans i'm not sure um, um do you have our itinerary bill we are going to be we're going back to um we're going back to west virginia actually where i'm originally from for this next one for no reason at all really well, i we're thought sh- we're, we're gonna <laughs> stay at frank arthur's we're yeah. going back to yeah we're going to frank authors and we're gonna watch mel brooks 1974 young frankenstein oh that's um, a movie it's a great pick and we're gonna have a special guest <gasps> as well whoa and i'm gonna let that that's the cliffhanger he's <laughs> gonna be let that fucking simmer start wondering yeah, elmer turn that heat on low and start simmering <laughs> well start fucking wondering it's gonna, gonna we're going back home again to west virginia in Indiana, we're going back home again in West Virginia, Blue staying Ridge at Frank Arthur's. <laughs> to Frank Arthur's. So it's, I don't know, is it Big Dick Papa McVick? Is he the <laughs> guest? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Wow, that's a lot to chew on. And with that, Elmers, we thank you. And in the uh, in the style of French Quarter, merci beaucoup, mon chéri. Gracias. 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 Yeah. Pull up with us, watch two films. Come on, watch two films.